Hi, I'm Lucy Adams from Disruptive HR. Welcome to one of our podcast series where you'll hear from HR practitioners who are genuinely doing things differently. If you're looking to change your HR practices, then why not check out the Disruptive HR Club? It's got tons of videos, webinars and downloadable guides that will give you all the ideas and practical help you'll need. Check it out at www.disruptivehr.club. Hi, everyone. So what we thought we'd do is answer some of the questions that we get on a regular basis, either either via the club or when we're meeting with HR professionals and leaders. And this one's all about how can you help managers manage a hybrid team? So almost kind of not getting into the, you know, how many days should it be and um, what the policy should be, but how do you actually help managers do it? And uh, so that's what we're going to cover. So um, one from me, I think we get a lot is what are the mistakes that other companies are making with yeah. hybrid working? What would you say are the ones you've come across? Um, I think the first one is the it's amazing how we trusted people when the when the crisis happened to yeah. get on with their jobs. And it's almost like we've slipped back into old habits quite quickly. Um, of all of a sudden going, well, we can't let people decide where and when they work because what if they're not working? Well, so if I, I can't see them, they yeah. can't be working. Yeah, so I think there's a there's still a, a sort of lack of trust. Um, uh, and, and instead of saying, actually, you know, I'm an adult, I can decide when and where, when it's good to go to the office, when it's not, when I don't need to. So I think we've kind of slipped back a bit into that Monday to Friday nine to five mentality and also designing around the lowest common denominator again you know it's that well I might trust lots of my people but I don't trust them yeah. and so I have to have a conversation with them <laughs> yeah instead of having a conversation let's just make everybody come to the office yeah, yeah. exactly yeah what I else think, what are the I other think, mistakes I think the other is this um the, we still kind of put a bit more value on the people that come to the office. Mm. So I've heard a couple of, um, of stories where they've done things like all the leaders are back in and videoing themselves in the office or I'm in the office because of course then what happens is it puts pressure on everybody else to think, oh no, if my leader's there, then I've got to, yeah. I've got to follow. So you, there's that kind of peer pressure um to get yeah, back. it almost doesn't matter what they say publicly about we value yeah. uh, flexible working and choose where you want to work if your leader's in the office all the time you're going to end up there aren't you of course you are of course you are so I think there was another story where they said that we they were offering free breakfast uh having parties <laughs> and and of course then if you're if you feel excluded if you're not there so you're yeah. kind of almost saying that you value that more yeah that um, being in the office is better yeah and I and I think there is something about honesty because there was one client we were talking to who have a very expensive office they can't get out of it for five years or something I kind of understand that that why you don't want an office sitting dead empty yeah but then don't try and pretend that ev oh everybody wants to come back everybody yeah. can't wait to get back into the office when we know that that's actually probably not true people do want to come in and socialize but not in that typical uh, nine to five way so 
just be honest if you yeah. said to people we're really worried because we've got this very expensive office we've got all these I don't know you might have uh catering staff facility staff you know you don't want it to be looking dead empty then just say that and I think yeah. people will understand won't they I do. And I think, you know, if you've got that space, actually, there are things you can do with it, though. You know, we see companies, don't we, kind of changing the ratio of individual working space to collective collaborative space. And and I think, you know, you can do something with it. But but equally, it's about being upfront about that yeah. and say, you know, we, we actually have got this space and we want to use it rather than being in the office is better for the work. I think the the other thing we're definitely seeing is this still going back to the kind of the the not adult bit about being prescriptive. Mm -hmm. So they're saying, oh, yeah, no, we've really embraced hybrid, but you have to come into work on a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday or, or something like that. And I think that that's not then true hybrid because you need to be giving people the choice yeah. so that they can fit their work and their life and not have to commute at ridiculous times of the day. Um, so I think that still being prescriptive, you might as well not bother because people still feel it. If you're saying you've got to come in on a, you know, it, that doesn't feel very trusting, doesn't feel very yeah. adult. So and I you're think kind of missing the benefits, aren't you? The whole benefit yeah of flexible working is not that you get to have a prescribed days in and out it's that actually you're able to manage it around the needs of your life um, your preferences but also of course your team and your customers as well but but it's you're kind of missing out on the benefits of it there yeah and I think back to that trust most of us will always put our team first our clients first we know when it makes sense to go in and when it makes sense not to so just yeah. trusting people to do that yeah so tell me Lucy what what have you seen companies that are doing it well yeah and I think that no company's doing it perfectly this is this is difficult and it's also difficult because the situation is fluid isn't it you know on the one hand you, it's like right everybody could come back to the office oh no we're in lockdown again everybody back everybody yeah, back yeah. home <laughs> um so it's not a, it's not a it's not a sort of stable situation in which to plan so i think companies are are you know sometimes making errors because they're they're almost making decisions too quickly and and actually why not keep it a bit more open and fluid but the ones that we see are doing it well I think are typically going with this light touch principle rather than a detailed working from home policy mm -hmm. you know I think we know that actually if you can have a conversation with someone your manager your team member then actually you can resolve the issues rather than relying on a bulky big central policy that's in the end not going to suit anybody because it it tries to kind of encompass everything and it's too prescriptive and it's too detailed and it can never cater for every eventuality so light touch principles rather than policies um i think yeah, a good one example of that is telefonica they have a kind of strap line which is in people we trust so picking up the point you made earlier um, but they also say work where and when you are most productive um, Swiss Re have something similar. They say, own the way you work. And I really like that one because what that's saying there is as an individual grown up employee, we trust you to know when you're most productive, what your caring responsibilities are. Are you a morning person, an evening person? What have you got on that week? But equally, we expect you to have a conversation with your manager, with your colleagues 
um, make sure it works for your customers. It's not, it's not a free for all. It's not a kind of hippie commune where we all get to do what we want. But own the way you work is about making sure that it works for you, but other people as well. And I really like that, that kind of personal accountability. Um, I think sometimes managers think that they've got to say yes to everything, don't they? Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got to allow whatever that is they want. And, and actually, it's always going to be a, a tension and something that, and a compromise. Um, and then I think the other thing that we're seeing companies doing it well is focusing on outputs rather than um, which days have you got to be in, which days have you got to be out. So Tom, Tom, do this, this kind of activity based working where it's about saying, what is it I've got to achieve and what is it, what's most suitable uh, and going to be most productive in achieving those ends? Is it that I'm with my team in an office somewhere or in a cafe or hotel or whatever it might be? Or does it make sense for me to do that work away in, you know, in peace and quiet? And it, it might be better off doing that at home or again in the office. You know, I mean, there's assumption that in for collaboration at home for individual working but if you've got loads of kids and um if you've only maybe got you know a really small space then actually going into the office might be the ideal thing so think about the activity rather than which days have i got to be in and i think that kind of helps one of the things that i think we come up against as well is this fear that companies are going to lose their culture oh if no one's in then we're going to lose the culture yeah uh, um what's what's your view on how you retain your culture but still allow greater flexibility mm. in hybrid working yeah um well i think the identifying those key moments that matter is 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 really important so there are going to be times where you know it might be somebody's first day or somebody's last day or something that's going on that you know identifying those moments so we've got one client that came up with I think it was like eight moments that matter that then looking at that saying which of these moments that matter should be done face to ideally face to face so I think that's a really useful exercise to go through um, about you know what are those kind of key interactions that we have that can be online or can or should be face to face yeah um, and recognizing yes sometimes it's just nicer to be together more from a social aspect than anything but yeah. I think that the way that you work online is really important so for example if you're having team meetings then keeping those as online team meetings so that yeah, no yeah. one feels left out everybody is at you know we've done a few recently haven't we where we've done workshops and keynotes where some people are online oh, and horrible. then there's a crowd of people in the in the office and it's just it's just hideous I um, think it's interesting isn't it because we've actually become quite good I think at managing online interaction a lot of the stuff that we do with clients I mean we were doing one yesterday weren't we with a client and actually it felt like a real proper conversation despite the fact that people were all joining in remotely and I think we've got a lot better at yes. using the chat function to encourage contributions and people coming on camera if it's a conversation rather than just a presentation yeah so I think we've got good at that but I think the the thing we struggle with is where you've got some people in a room and some people at home yeah and I think it's Coinbase isn't it that say regardless of where you are if it's if some people are online and some people are in the office you all join from your laptop yes uh, I think that's really helpful the other thing I think on the culture point is um is making sure that you're not missing out on the the kind of you know when you bump into someone in Starbucks or you bump into them in the lift 
Um, it's those kind of, I think we've actually really good at having regular conversations with our teams. Yeah. Um, I think there's some research, isn't there, that actually we've had more interactions with our immediate teams as a result of not traveling so much and not yeah. being in the office. And certainly that's true for our team, isn't Definitely. it? I mean, not um, being in, I mean, remember being in the kind of, you know, when we were in sort of operational HR roles, I actually spent most of my days in meetings, <laughs> um, you know, and actually those meetings that would now be only a half an hour or an hour rather than half a day, yeah. um, you know, you're actually more efficient, which means you've actually got, should, have more time yeah I think sometimes we're seeing organizations that are still keeping that culture of you know sometimes when we get asked to do a half day online workshop it's like no 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 please don't do that we're not doing that not know, doing that span is <laughs> absolutely great absolutely um, but I liked what um Vayner Media did they had this thing called 12 at 12 and what they did was they just had 12 people randomly invited from across the company. They weren't in the same team. They didn't necessarily know each other. And it was just a 12, um, 12 people at 12 o'clock, a couple of times a week for half an hour. And it was just to kind of make connections and build yeah. relationships outside of our immediate team. Because I th do think we need to work a little bit harder at yeah. that and use those horrible word, but asynchronous tools like whatsapp slack you know where you can i mean actually i think the benefit of that is that it feels more visible doesn't it you can kind of go online look at the team agenda add things to it take things off look at actions yeah it just feels a bit more kind of every day built yeah. into the every day than it used to in the old days when we used to get your agenda and your minutes and <laughs> i know um, it all feels so old-fashioned doesn't it yeah, so I think using tools as much as you can, but just being, I mean, you know, I like it when you have the MS Teams and it says, you know, you've got five minutes left and then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh my God, quick. And whereas yeah. when you're face to face, there's a tendency to kind of drag things on. Yeah, um, yeah. Unnecessarily. So um, how do we help our leaders to work, to deal with hybrid what sort of ideas yeah, and I think this is the thing have. that you know that HR people kind of struggle with isn't it in that all the stuff that we've talked about you know not trusting wanting a detailed policy um, not being clear about how to involve people you know this is where I think we can add real value rather than writing the policy for them we can suggest to them stuff like you know make sure it's activity based so people are clear about moments that matter what are the activities where it means that we should be together um, you can use this technique as well to help them with the kind of output based leadership called tight loose tight which I, I really like this. yeah it's just so it's again it's just a, a little kind of quick thing to help managers just try something a bit different. So be really tight on outcomes, expectations, goals, then loosen up a bit about where, when, and even how the work is done, because that's where innovation comes from, if you allow people greater autonomy, and then really tight again on accountability and deliverability. So again, it's reassuring managers that if they use this tight, loose, tight, that they are still able to deliver, they still can focus on results, but they're allowing kind of greater freedom and flexibility, which we know employees for the most part crave. Um, and I think also we can help managers to have those grown up conversations. Um, one thing that we see clients do, um, one of our pharmaceutical clients, they have something called manager club, which I love. And it's just managers coming together 
to just talk through some of the issues that they've got. It's not a presentation. It's not a training session. It's just sharing yeah. experiences of, yeah, I came up against that and I, I'm, you know, I wasn't sure how to handle it. What did you do? So they're learning from each other. Yeah. So I think there are things we can do without leaping to providing a policy or a training program that yeah. can help managers. And I think we just have to try this stuff out because yeah. it's new territory for all of us. And it yeah. doesn't have to be fixed forever. We don't need to be going and changing people's kind of employment contracts. Just try it out and tweak it along the way. Yeah, I agree. So I think those are the kind of key issues that we're facing. If you've got um, issues that you want answering, do drop us a line at hello at disruptivehr.com. And we'll see if we can uh, help you or point you in the right direction. But otherwise, um, I think we'll leave it there. Lovely chatting to you, Karen. And you, Lucy. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast. For more resources to help you change HR, check out the Disruptive HR Club at www.disruptivehr.club.